What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Magic Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Cohen, and as always, I am joined by the general manager and head coach of Magic Gaming, Jonah Edwards. And today we have on a special guest, and that is May, uh, who was terrific this past week in both the Steel Open and the Ticket. Uh, thanks to both of you for coming aboard. Uh, and let's get right into what transpired this past week in Indianapolis. Uh, you guys ran the table in the Steel Open, uh, first eliminating Hornets, Venom, GT in five games, and then sweeping both Gen G and Heat Check Gaming to clinch a spot in the 3v3 championships. And then in the final, you knocked off Jazz Gaming in four games to capture the first ever 3v3 Steel Open Championship. Uh, from there, you guys continued to roll in 5v5 action. Magic Gaming defeated Raptors Uprising GC in the opening round of the ticket and then dominated Hawkstown GC before securing a spot in the 5v5 championships with a victory over Celtics Crossover Gaming. Uh, the Magic did come up short against Mavs Gaming in the ticket final despite a uh, valiant comeback attempt. So, Jonah, let's start with the 3v3 side. Uh, many felt, based on how you played in Seed Week games, uh, that you were a team to look out for in the Steel. And certainly, uh, you guys lived up to the hype. Uh, what has been working for you guys, and how sweet was it to celebrate the title uh, right there in studio in that atmosphere? Yeah, I mean, I think when you watch the games, it's it's clear that like we have a, a true identity and game plan going into each game in 33. Um, where obviously we're able to get unguardable, a lot of shots up. Uh, we play solid defense on the other end and uh, try to deny threes the best we can. And, and, you know, we get a lot of offensive rebounds and we're able to kick back out to unguardable or take our free points when they're there. So um, it makes it really tough because, you know, we're this we're efficient offensively in doing so. And uh, we were able to do that in, in 33. You're able to get threes up and still be like, wildly efficient in the process um especially when we have the defensive ability that our team does and honestly like i you know i said to josh two weeks ago i said like hey uh to unguardable <clears throat> i said hey um your defense uh and the steel will, will likely win us the steel if you're able to play good defense and um i thought he played actually great defense really all day on on, on thursday so uh, i think a big part of it but I mean, yeah, it was awesome to celebrate with the guys. I think, you know, it was really tough to uh, to like really take in the moment too much because we're like instantly changing focus to 5v5. And, um, you know, it's funny, like you would think after the season we've had, the year we've had, um, we would win that tournament and instantly turn around and like go celebrate, go out, go drink, whatever it may be. But it's funny, like all of us went home. We all went back to our hotel rooms, uh, got up preparing for Toronto the next day. Um, super, super focused. So uh, certainly not something, um, you know, that we we like took too crazy or, you know, did, didn't uh, get ahead of ourselves. Now in 5e5, there was a, a little more uncertainty simply because it had been a while since there were any 5e5 games. I mean, after 5e5 seed week games, there were two weeks of 3v3 seed weeks and then a bye week. So it was hard to gauge the field going into the ticket. Uh, but you guys delivered, uh, winning those uh, three games on the Eastern Conference side uh, to get into the 5v5 playoffs. Uh, what did you like about your team and how they executed on both ends of the floor during the ticket? Yeah, I mean, in the ticket, uh, I think the biggest surprise to us was our ability to communicate effectively. I think, uh, obviously, like you said, it had been a while and we still scrimmage a lot. Uh, still most, you know, more than most teams. Um but, you know, we still uh, we were we were just executing at a high level mainly because of our communication. I think we were just at a super, super uh, just peak performance at that point. I, maybe it was the confidence from from the steel or whatever it may be. But 
uh, we were just communicating at the highest level we have all year long. And uh, our defense was phenomenal really throughout the entire tournament. And I think that's the biggest part of the reason, you know, when, when you're playing best of ones, you have to have that defense be a consistency for you. And we're able to get that one done. May, I want to get your take on everything. Uh, you are arguably the best big man in 3v3 throughout the steel and came up with uh, big plays on both ends numerous times throughout the tournament. Uh, talk about your mindset going into the tournament and what enabled you to have so much success, both on an individual and team level. Well, I think the way we played 3v3, it it, uh, it really like caters to exactly like my ideal role in a in the mode which is like i can rebound and also just like play defense and um hold screens for for josh and hopefully he gets open for one um so i think it just i'm in a very natural role for myself so it, it gives me a good confidence and also i'm confident in the two people i'm playing with maddie on defense and then uh josh on offense and in 5v5, you know, there was some tough competition, but you found ways to make a big impact, you know, going up against guys like Type, Hotshot, and Colt. Uh, that's no easy task, uh, but you were able to rise up to the challenge. Uh, what were your teammates telling you as far as you being aggressive and using your defensive skills and knowledge to make things more difficult for the other side? Uh, yeah, I think uh, the biggest thing for me is is uh, knowing when to go, off, go up off offensive rebounds even um if my uh team's calling for it because uh we got two guards that that want to score and um they'll call for it but uh ideally i go up with it if i if i have a free two so i think that's the biggest challenge for me off the off the rebounds is just knowing which one to to do but um i feel like we're actually getting better with that as a team and um we got it done we made the playoffs um unfortunately we didn't win the ticket but I think we're if we went into the week knowing that we were going to make both playoffs, we'd be happy with that. So, and Jonah, talk about May. Obviously, he switched to the center spot uh, toward the later portion of the season, and he's made you know incredible progress. Just talk about his development at that position and what he's meant for you guys as far as his leadership and also his development as a center. You know, it's, it's really funny because after we made the trade for Josh and Wes, um, you know, we, we weren't sure what position we were going to have our front court play. You know, initially, believe it or not, we actually had Snubby at center. Um, and we thought, you know, maybe this can work, uh, keep May at his, his position of power forward. And that way, because we, we felt internally that May was having like a top five power forward year. Uh, granted, the results weren't there on the court. And that's what people are going to see and, and say, hey, he wasn't because we weren't winning every game. But um, we we felt that he was having a top five power forward year. So we didn't want to move him off the roll initially. And uh, we decided to do so and put him on a seven foot center and give him a chance to guard pick and roll on him, you know, primarily. And uh, right after that, you know, we just instantly improved. I think it took a little while to get adjusted, but um, he's gotten better every day at center. And obviously he was, you know, four, four and a half months behind schedule. Uh, you know, the guys have been scrimmaging every single day on the position since since March. And, um, you know, when you're able to do that, you just learn little things that, you know, he still had to get adjusted to. So he's been improving day to day on that. And um, he, he played so well on Saturday. I, I told him, I think it was the best day of his, of his 2k career uh, just because, you know, not even because of the gameplay as much as like he was just calling out things before they were happening. And we were just so alert of, of what the other team was attempting to do just based on, you know, his ability to, to communicate it effectively. So really important there. And I mean, him and Maddie both have like, they struggled through this year together, right? Like they played every single game in 3v3. Um, they've been in every single scrimmage. They don't take days off. They come in early every day and they do these things. And, um, you know, 
that takes a certain kind of um, just character to, to be able to do so, especially in the year we were having. So um, without them doing that, we wouldn't have been able to be in a position to win this last week. So um, believe it or not, I think that's like the biggest thing is that we had two guys that um, stuck in there and hang in there every single game and um, in, in both modes, fives and threes. And we're still able to kind of like keep that positive mindset despite, you know, multiple trades, multiple guards, all these things happening. They, they both just stuck in, hang in there. And, um, you know, it showed on the court. And with everything you guys have been through May this season and all the adversity you've had to overcome, you know, how sweet was it to share in that moment with Bo Jonah, your teammates and everyone else that was in that environment on stage after the steel championship victory. And then also when you clinched a, a postseason spot in five, you five. I think it was definitely uh pretty surreal to make uh, both playoffs, even um, just starting with the steel. Um, it, we kind of won it like somewhat easily. Like we, we won both our Eastern conference three like, Oh, and the day before versus the Hornets, we were up two Oh, and then, um, they won the next two, and then we won the the last one. That game, uh, I was way more like happy after because we we really like survived that. Uh, we really survived that game five. Um, at one point, it was nineteen nineteen, and they had the ball. So um, winning that game was was I was definitely way more happy. Where uh, winning the next day, it just kind of like felt like we we were supposed to. And um, for the ticket. Uh, it, I just like the fact that like all five of us got it done instead of just like three of us. I felt like I was really happy to see Jen Snubby uh, make the playoffs. And um, yeah, I mean, we're going to try to practice and continue our momentum going into next week. And um, I think we, we all feel like we can make a run in both tournaments or both playoffs. So uh, I, I mean, that's what our goal is. And Jonah, you've talked numerous times about how hard this team has worked all year, and even more so after the big trade was made to get unguardable in Jen in June. Uh, can you kind of take us behind the scenes of all that and touch on the persistence and the determination this team has showed in practices and scrimmages and all the time they've spent, you know, building chemistry? Yeah, you know what's funny is is in our league, you know, as the year kind of goes on, teams just scrimmage less, right? Um, and so we made the in-season trade, obviously, the first time for Duck. And that's like probably like the part of the year where teams are, you know, dealing with maybe a, a little bit of complacency, some marginal stuff there. Um, and, you know, we obviously didn't have the ability to do so because we just made a trade and kind of had found a rhythm a little bit, obviously still struggled a little bit, but um, had some chances to, to really like win some meaningful games and just came up short. And we still felt good about where we were at as far as like we were trending upward and you know, still thought we had a great chance in the ticket moving forward. But, um, you know, then obviously we made the trade for for Unguardable and, and Jen. And uh, that's the part of the year where, man, like no teams are scrimmaging. Like it's, I mean, you're, they're scrimmaging, but the games are low, lower quality. Teams are taking it less seriously. There's certainly not the same level of improvement and development is going on as there are, as there is easy, uh, earlier in the year. So um, during that stretch, I mean, we did not take days off. I mean, we were we were going seven days a week multiple bye weeks uh went went past in that in that stretch and we did not take a day off we we practiced on july 4th um we were there every day right so um and and you know we saw like you know that success obviously even in 5v5 early uh we had just gotten the guys and that bye week came that next following week and we stayed and um didn't go home and you know we came out that week and we beat philly in that first game and we were like okay like this team actually could do it and we we lost a really close one to Genji. we feel like we blew that game and um, you know, just things like that. But, you know, we, we did not take a day off. I mean, we had a couple, a couple of backloaded there at the end there for, um, just because like, you know, 
for the most part, we couldn't find scrimmages during that bye week. So we did get a couple of days off. But other than that, you know, we scrimmage every single day. And, you know, most ticket teams and steel teams still went home during that final bye week a week, a week and a half ago now. And uh, we decided not to. And I think like, you know, just that moment of like us kind of sticking through it. And um, I said to the guys, I was like, hey, if we actually take every single day of practice seriously while we're here, we will win both next week. It was like, we will win both. Um, but because everyone else is home and we have the opportunity here to actually like improve while everyone else is relaxing uh, and regressing. So that's exactly what we did. I mean, it was just as simple as everyone kind of just showing up every day and giving their best effort. And um, I mean, man, we're getting stuff out of these guys that, you know, we hadn't gotten earlier in the year and um, unguardable and Jen came from environments that were not super practice heavy, frankly, they were not. Um, and so they stuck with us and they, they, they tried to change their ways. They really did. And uh, they did a great job. And, you know, we got guys changing positions, doing these things and um, everyone just needed extra time. And we were able to get that. And uh, I think without that time, like we would not have been, you know, the team we were this week. And if, if the focus level was worse in the last two weeks, we, we would definitely not have had the opportunity we had this, this last week. And may you've been in the NBA 2K league for four seasons now, three with magic gaming. Uh, would you say that this particular team has kind of gelled the best over the course of a season compared to your first three seasons? And what has kind of led to you guys building that chemistry? Has it just been the trust you have in one another and sticking to those principles? Or have there been some other factors that allowed you guys to mesh maybe better than other teams might as the season goes on? Um, I think the chemistry, we we definitely, uh, I don't want to say got lucky, but like I, for example, have never spoken a word to Josh or Jen. And now like uh, a month or two later since the trade, like I feel like we're, we all really like each other and uh, we all, I think what's important too is we all like respect each other on the, on the game. Uh, so like if, for example, if Snubby see something, call something, uh, Josh will then call it like a second later. And like, I, I think that's really important is just like the, the pure respect from uh, all of us as teammates. Um, and that's something that I would say is probably the, the biggest difference between my years in the 2K league. Um, I think just the simple fact that we all actually like each other and would be willing to like hang out with each other if it wasn't like a scheduled thing, like team wise, I think that's really important. And, uh, I think that's really just half the battle in the 2K league. So now you guys turn your attention to the 3v3 championships. The schedule has not been unveiled yet, but, uh, Jonah, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys will be, pl will be playing handles in the first round. Is that correct? Yeah, actually, th Thursday night at 9 p.m., we'll be playing gotcha. Handles this coming Thursday. So Okay, great. So you guys played them uh, earlier in the year. Of course, that was well before you had Unguardable on the roster. Uh, but what are the challenges they present? You know, they've obviously been the best amateur team this year in the 2K League when they've played in 3v3. Uh, what do they do so well, and what are going to be the keys to kind of combat the things that they might do effectively and sort of emphasize the things that you do well yeah i mean the first thing about handles that you 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 look at is uh they're, they're really efficient on both ends i think that like they play pretty solid defense they know when to force they're very strategic they know they understand the game at such a high level from their you know just years of playing together um they know exactly what situations they should be you know giving up a two trying to force a three things like that um and so they do that they do that really well better than most 2k league teams ironically enough um and then the second thing I would say is, is Miami, their, their center, uh, their power forward. Um, he's going to be on a stretch big and he's, 
you know, probably been the best stretch big in our league this year. Um, despite him being an amateur player, he's been phenomenal. And, uh, you know, if you give him open threes, give him easy shots that he will convert and, uh, they'll beat you. So we, we have to, you know, be able to eliminate that the best we can. And, uh, but they're just efficient overall. They, they know when to take twos. They, they take, you know, they, they don't, they don't miss a lot of open shots. They, they convert almost every time down the court. So, uh, we have to be very, very sharp to be able to beat them. But, um, you know, in their last matchup, they played on stage was against Detroit and uh, they struggled versus the inside a little bit. So we're kind of hoping that, that that's a, a trend there and, you know, maybe something we can take away from it, but um, you know, we're looking forward to that one. We, we definitely feel confident against that team though. You know, we, we almost beat them in five games and we had duck um, and we feel like we're a significantly better team now than we were then. And we still felt like we should have beat them then. Um, and they were at their best at that moment. So, um, you know, we took their best punch already and should have beaten them then. And uh, like I said, we're better now. So I think uh, we're looking forward to that one. And, I'll be honest. It's it's uh, it's kind of a revenge game, and this team's been on this revenge tour. I, I, you know, we obviously beat Atlanta and Boston and Toronto. These teams we all lost early in the year, and um, in 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 five v five and stuff like this. So I, I expect the team to be just really really sharp in that matchup. Wanted to also ask you about what Potts has meant to this team. Uh, those unfamiliar, Potts was a player on this team last year who signed back on to be an assistant coach. Uh, what kind of influence has he had on the squad? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, Pot, Pot's best ability with the group is like doing the doing the little things as far as like, you know, he gets the guys to hang out um, in their free time. He's always there to like, you know, provide additional uh, set of eyes and, and set of hands if, if needed. And, um, just just there. He's a reliable guy. Um, but, you know, obviously during the games, I, I know everyone sees him on the camera, like he's screaming and yelling. And that's just who Potts is. I mean, he he cares. Um, he wants this team to be successful. He knows that there was something here, you know, even last year um, in the environment and the atmosphere here in Orlando. And um, so he wanted to come back and we obviously were able to offer him that opportunity, which was great. But um, he, he, more than anything, like he just is like the kind of guy that just brings people together um, in a room and um, gets people, gets people, you know, talking or doing things that are maybe uh, not what they would normally do. And I think like in a lot of ways, that's what these kids need in this league. And um, he's, he's a great asset for that reason. And one of the things we learned in each of the first four NBA 2K league seasons is that the teams that get hot late, uh, tend to have the most success in the playoffs, which is what you'd expect, of course. But knowing what some teams in the past have done, uh, even when they've gotten off to rough starts, does that may give you some added confidence and momentum as you prepare for both playoff tournaments? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely been uh, throughout the history of the league, the the team at the end um, really got going. And that, that happens in real sports too, of course. Uh, but for us, I think what's uh, just most important is like continuing uh, to work hard every day. Um, we we still haven't like accomplished like our ultimate goal of of trying to to win both uh, playoffs, and I I do think uh, we can get it done. I actually really do. Um, I think we just need to continue to work hard and realize like our season still isn't over, and just to give like one last push. Um, and I think uh, we have a really good shot at it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much to both of you for coming on. Congrats again on your success in the steal and the ticket and best of luck in the two playoffs coming up. Uh, as Jonah mentioned earlier, Magic Gaming's first opponent in the steal will be Handles. Uh, Jonah, you said Thursday at 9 p.m. Was that accurate? Yes, yeah, sorry, that, that is correct. Okay, just wanted to confirm that. So definitely stay tuned for that. And then as the schedule uh, gets released, we'll have an idea, a clear image of when the later rounds will be. And then subsequently, the uh, schedule for the 5e5 championships will be unveiled as well. So make sure you catch all the action on Twitch, YouTube, 
And of course, stay tuned to all the coverage on the Magic Gaming's Twitter account and the Magic Gaming's website. Uh, we appreciate your interest and we'll catch you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.